the first thing that drops is probably the first thing that needs to happen double giving that, that meditation quote of someone that says i don't have time for 20 minutes of meditation is the person that needs an hour of meditation a day because they're so highly strong or they're so time poor Welcome back or welcome to another episode of the Success Times Happiness Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Thompson. Today, we are talking about the seven areas of our lives, picking apart each of them to be better humans going into next year. To do that, we have asked for our friend Heidi Salby to play along and to discuss these areas of our lives. Hides wears a number of hats. She is a wife to Mark. She, they have two boys in their teens and early 20s. She is a physio with masters. She's finished the Hawaiian Ironman four times, just a lover of life and a really knowledgeable person and has experienced so much and offers an amazing sort of viewpoint when it comes to these areas of life. So sit back, enjoy, and here we go. Heidi Salvi, welcome to the show. Thanks, Rich. Uh, we definitely haven't been talking for the last hour and a half <laughs> uh, before and then had to scrap the recording so we can get onto this show, into this episode. But um, needless to say, you have lived a uh, very eventful life and I don't necessarily want to get into that too deeply yeah. today. But you are someone who I've often we've, – we've often had really good chats about life and lessons and general sort of meaningful, yeah, discussions about – the way forward or what we think about certain topics. So I thought it'd be good to get you in to talk about a number of things and to see whether what knowledge I can extract from you for the help the listeners, especially as we're going into a new year. Thanks, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought the best way was to draw apart the seven aspects of the human experience or the human categories, life's categories, and then we can yeah. I can ask you maybe one or two takeaways or lessons yeah. that you might want to contribute. We can talk about them. Mm -hmm. So the seven areas are sort of your own self being the mental personal development. Second is your vocation or career or business. Third is financial. Four is family. Five is social. Six is physical. And seven is spiritual. That's the seven areas of life. So your first takeaway of, I guess, the idea is what is the life lesson to get the most out of each area? Yeah. And then, so the first one is a, the big, a big one, self and self-development. And so what's, what, what do we go with in terms of the, t the key takeaway for improving our relationship with self? I think for me, it's just like finding out what really lights you up, like, and following that path. Like, I think if you're going to be happy in life, you've got to find something of your own. And I think at various times, I don't know, I've sort of wandered around in the, the wilderness <laughs> and then found a pathway. Yeah. So I don't think I've been on the same pathway all my life. Um, triathlon's definitely been one of those things that has lit me up. And I think that's partly because of the personal challenge. So I think... I'm always at my happiest if I've got something I'm working towards yeah, and something that's my own rather than necessarily 
supporting a whole lot of other people to do their thing. Because so. you do have a lot of people in your, in, certainly in your family, yes. that very much rely on you as well. Yes. Right? Yeah. So you've got your husband who, amongst other things, is, well, talk about Ocean 7. Yeah. So he's in an attempt to swim the Ocean 7, which is seven straits around the world, probably the most famous one being the English Channel. But it, it's it's akin to the Seven Peaks. Yeah. Is it Seven Peaks? I think it. Yeah, right. Yeah. But for, for long-distance swimming, it's for the, long distance, it's, it's like the pinnacle. And you been, can do the English Channel, but there's another mountain. There's another mountain after that. Yeah. And so how long did the English Channel take, for example, for him? It took him 14, 24, 14, I would say. 14 and a half hours yes. of swimming in cold, cold water. Cold, cold water. And, um, and that, yeah. that, as you said, that is like a that is a huge accomplishment for anyone. Yes. And then the next step is, well, there's six other yeah. really, really big straights to swim. Yeah. And so he is now how many down? Five. Five down. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got your two kids. Yeah. And I've got one that's, you know. On the verge of making the Wallabies team. Yeah, junior Wallabies. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, in rugby union. And so, and then bringing those kids up generally to, to good humans, there's been a lot of people that have, there are a lot of people that rely on you. Yeah. And so when did you, to get that relationship with your own self strong or better, when did you realise that actually I do need something for me and I do need something for that and for that to be my own, for it to light me up and that it's it's a direction? Yeah. I don't know if I ever had a light bulb moment that that was what I needed to do. Yeah. I think I've just always had the support in my corner to follow something that I wanted to do. Yeah. So, and that's just something in our family that sort of, I guess, one of our values that we live by. So, you know, and our other son is, loves the adventurous life and he goes off and does these expeditions and, you know, and it's probably completely different to the, you know, the three of us in the sporting arena, but, you know, that's what lights him up. So, you know, that's awesome. Um, But, yeah, there was no light bulb moment and probably not until I'm sitting here with you. (laughs) Then how does someone, how would you recommend to someone who's struggling to find that direction and find, struggling to understand what lights them up and go after try lots of stuff. Try. Just yeah. try. Keep trying. Not just sit there. Yeah. 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 I think... Maybe because then at least you'd, you'll get an understanding of what isn't. It's almost like the reverse to go, well, yeah. I know this doesn't light me up. I've tried this direction. doesn't light me up, So, but I know the reasons why. So, therefore, you're probably closer to figuring out what will because yeah. you've tried. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Like I feel that like at the moment, you know, there's a... I've almost got a tug to another direction now. So I think that whilst I love, you know, the triathlon space, I've also got a tug to another direction at the moment, which is, you know, in that sort of surf life-saving space. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So there's something else that lights me up, but, you know, I sort of feel like I need to close one chapter to move on to the next. <laughs> or do you, need, do you need the second, the next chapter to close the first? No. No. 
yeah, the other okay. way around. Okay, interesting. Yeah. The next one was your vocation, career or business? When I was in high school, I was very interested in exercise physiology to the point where, you know, I'm a 12, 13-year-old and I'm going to the library and not getting fiction books. I'm getting books about exercise physiology and that's what I'm reading right. at that age. Wow. And went through high school, career counsellor, basically told me there's no career in that. Uh-huh. Told me that, you know, my mark was too high to do that course. And You're it's too like, clever. Well, I don't know. Like, no, that's what, that, that's what they were saying, essentially. Your grades that it was too- a waste yeah, yeah. of my GPA or sure. whatever it was yep. to do that course. So I went into physio. Uh-huh. But never really found my space in it. It's certainly like it was a good career, um, just not for me. So it allowed me to travel. Like I lived in America for three years doing physio. Yep. Um, I wandered around the physio, I guess, career space, mm-hmm. trying to find a spot where I fit. I did a master's in sports physio, trying to grab on to some more exercise physiology, um, but never really ended up where I wanted to be. Yeah. So, yeah. So I've I spent 20 years doing it. Um, I don't regret it because I think when I started my career, you know, that's what people did. They did a course, they took on an occupation and you stuck with it yeah. because of the time invested in it, the money invested in your course. Yeah, you don't want to start from zero again yeah. doing something else. Yeah. So I think, you know, if you look at how much time you spend in your occupation, it's nearly, well, it's a third of your working life. That's yeah. how much time you spend at work. You might as well enjoy it, right? I enjoyed aspects of it. And what's your relationship with regret generally? Like, do you think thing events in life are regrettable or do you think that they're, it's all been a tapestry of what makes you who you are today? As in events that have happened to me? Generally, yeah. Yeah. It does make you who you are. Yeah. It certainly makes you wise to, I guess, just general life philosophies. But... um I think for me it's I've sort of ended up in a place where I can look back and go, I I didn't love that moment, but I appreciate now what has come of it and where I am because of it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah fair play. The next one is financial. You have said <laughs> money doesn't buy you happiness. That's pretty cliche. It is for cliche, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't, right? Sure. Once you get to the point of financial stability. Yes. Does it? There's a, it's a diminishing return after that, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a price to pay for... As you grow. Yeah, for wealth as a price. Talk to me about that. I guess if I'm being brutally honest, it's almost, from, from my point of view, it results in me trusting people less because... I think when there's wealth, there's a gender and potentially people aren't in a relationship with you for the right reasons. That's a bit heavy. No, it, that must come from a place of um, of experiencing that though. You can absolutely correct me if I'm wrong, but did you ha- do you feel like you've had that perception since you were little or since you were no. an No. It's through lived experience yeah. that now you've experienced that. Yeah. 
And has that then, does that sit with you even today with respect to people outside of the your inner circle who come in? I think it's hard to bring people in. But do you um, still hold that that reservation about their agenda? Yes. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. That's heavy. No, no, I know, it's, it's so like, good. It's, like, it's so good because it is, there is that price, right? And it, I don't think that that's unique. I don't think you, your situation is unique. No, no. I think that, I think that when you've got something, some commodity, be it money, be it whatever it is. Be it experience, be it knowledge. Yeah. You've, you know, it, it is unfortunate that you've got people who don't have, you know, honest or integral intentions. Yeah. And they're there to, to advance their own agenda. Yeah. And it's, it's not a great space to be in distrust of people but I think yeah through experience you do you believe people are good I do that's that's not all people no I accept that but that's the rule what good until proven otherwise well the 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 general position is that people are good and there are exceptions but generally yeah Um, you you believe that yeah in a general sense okay it doesn't it doesn't stop me acting in a Thinking in a, in a different defensive way. way, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's again, that's, that's I guess it's, lived experience. Yeah. It's defense before acceptance almost, <laughs> which is Which is the cost, the price. That's the price. Yeah. Not that you can, but would you change it? Would you have less wealth but be more naive to the world? Or not to have those people with different agendas? I could definitely live without people entering <laughs> my life with agendas for sure. Yeah. Um, and taking advantage. Yeah. It's almost like sometimes you're a magnet for those people. Yeah, I mean, for sure, right? Like because those people who have that agenda will be searching for people yeah. like that mm. who have got resources, who have got value that they want to leech onto. Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, that is a price that you don't, you don't see, right, to wealth. You don't see that from the outside looking in. Yeah. It almost shrinks your – can shrink your social circle. Well, yeah. Yeah. Real inner circle. of. And give you less faith in humanity. Okay. Yeah. So then how do you, get, ar- how do you get around that nihilistic position of how do you get faith back into humanity? Is that, is that a current uh, – <laughs> a current objective for you next year. Faith in humanity. <laughs> Faith in humanity. <laughs> oh, look. It would be nice not to have a screening process of yeah. people, like when you meet them. Yeah. It um, Part of me, I mean, I think, and this is me trying to be as unbiased as I can be, but part of me thinks that people with, with enormous wealth or enormous success, call it in business or in other aspects I don't I think a lot of them come from a place of jumping on other people's shoulders yeah like to progress whether or not that person is trying to lift them up or whether it's they've actually just jumped on it involuntarily to try to get ahead but I feel like yourself and Mark are people who are of genuine heart and the genuine intentions and for lack of a better descriptive uh, description uh, just really good people and with a really strong, really strong moral compass, um, and I think that in itself prays is is a prey on other from others to come on, because people who have been, I don't know, I 
don't know what I'm trying to get at here, but maybe because you guys aren't sharks that yeah. you attract, it's almost like people are more attracted to, to try to take advantage of that. But now through lived experience, you're much, you've got defences up yeah. quite rightly. Probably my defence is higher, to be honest. Then Mark's? Oh, I'd love, I, I couldn't speak and I would love for him to have a right or reply on that because I reckon he probably, <laughs> surely he would say opposite. Anyway, uh, we'll move on. <laughs> yeah, but yes, on. it's a fair play, right? Money doesn't buy your happiness. And I think I agree with you that you need to get to some, some sort of financial security, but the the price yeah. is, is not something you sign up for. No. Family. That's the fourth element of areas of your life is a family, a big one. Yeah. Can't choose your family, can you? No. You can't choose your family. But I guess my little group of four in my family, yeah. they're everything to me. Yeah. Like I would do anything for those, like do anything for my boys. Yeah. Like, And I just, I think I said to you, I just feel so privileged to be part of things that they're doing, what they're trying to achieve um, and just – you know, even have like that minor bit of influence on their life. So, yeah, I think. Do you take stock as you've progressed? Because you, the kids are now in their 20s or, yeah, all both of them in 20s. 19. 19, yeah. As they've progressed from kids to adolescence, do you take stock of your ability to parent or have you just, because they have really good kids as well. So how do you, has that just been a, <laughs> you're just lucky? Or you, <laughs> have you, have you. You know, obviously you're both are very good people, right, as I said, but is it something that you've reflected I, on during the process? Yeah. We've pulled ourselves up a couple of times, a few times, and gone, actually, we need to change direction here. Yeah, okay. Like there is something that's not going in the right direction here. How do we right the ship? Yeah, recalibrate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, you know, at the moment I feel like, I don't know, there's a business book called Flywheel, which is all about momentum. Okay. And I think the flywheel's humming at the moment. Yeah. In the family. Yeah. So. That's beautiful. Everyone's. Killing it. Killing their own goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and we're feeding on each other's momentum. That's awesome. great. Yeah. Yeah. And so how do we, how did you take stock if you weren't going in the right direction as a unit? How... How do you have those conversations? I don't think they were necessarily conversations. It was probably about spending time together outside of normal routine. Yeah. Just, you know, going somewhere, you know, having space to have conversations if they came up and if they didn't, that was okay. Yeah. But just, I guess, reinforcing the family unit just in different, like maybe a different location. Or, yeah. Okay. You know. Different experience, like, you know. Get out of the routine. Yeah. Come back to the yeah. unit. Yeah, that's nice. The fifth area of life is social. So my first thought was we are psychosocial, um, biopsychosocial creatures. They're just humans. Like Yeah. We, we live, off, live off culture. Live off um, community yeah. and social. Yeah. So I think for health, you've got to have human contact, right? And I think at times I've probably, I don't know, like I think when you're, an, you know, you can look at yourself as an introvert or an extrovert and go, okay, well, I'm introvert. I need, I don't need social because I'm happy doing yeah. my own thing. You can take it too far. 
And I think I realised that when I, say, go for a bike ride with someone. I just go, oh, wow, that was awesome. You know, versus going by yourself. So I think you just got to get that level right. How important now is your inner circle of friends, though, to you? Really important. Yeah. Yeah. Has that circle of friends developed over time? Yeah. Yeah. I think not develop as an expanded, but just probably deepened with conversations Mm -hmm. and experiences. So, yeah. But I think also, like, I'm more open to, like, trying things out, like community, you know, different communities and seeing how that resonates and, you know, how it impacts on myself. So, yeah. Yeah. Whereas before, I'm quite happy doing my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as you said, it's so critical to an element of life. Yeah. For happiness or for fulfillment. just being healthy. Yeah, yeah. is to have that core group of friends and to be social, not just within the friendship, but as you said, within community. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Penultimate one is physical. Physical. This is our bread and butter. (laughs) (laughs) The physical part gets neglected when a lot of people find stress in the other areas. Yeah. So they don't – it could be work that's stressful or family that's stressful or, you know, they're finding it difficult within themselves. And from what I can tell, your physical – your attention to the physical, Mm. it just goes quickly. Whereas that's probably – one that needs to stay to help. It almost pe- yeah. help self-perpetuates the others. See, I don't understand that at all. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, yeah, right. I don't know. Like I've always – like I could probably count on maybe four hands. Yeah. The number of days I've not – Not moved. Yeah. All, not exercised. Not exercised since my teenage years. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, um – I guess it's so ingrained as a habit habit for me that sometimes I just have to step back to understand other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think um like yeah. And and because I'm so in tune with that physical side, I love playing around the edges of it. Mm. Yeah. Which is why, you know, Iron Man is just like yeah. Awesome. Like I can play around the physical edges there. And it's, it's a way to combine what stimulates me from an intellectual side, you know, exercise physiology, yeah. and combine with the physical. Physical. Because it's all problem solving. Do you think you, how quickly would it take you to really spiral on the other areas of life if you're physical, if you didn't touch your physical? Like you weren't Very trying, quickly. Yeah. Days? Yeah. Yeah. Everything yeah. else would come crashing down. Oh, mood, especially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's internal. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's a crutch. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, a healthy crutch. Yeah, yeah, but I just think it I, can become unhealthy, but it's a crutch. I I probably speak from the other side, whereas I'm like, well, I don't I have to I have to force myself to move when I'm well, obviously when I'm not training as a job, but Yeah. I really enjoy it, but I won't be looking for it. I've got to force myself to do it. So I can I can definitely empathize with people who will, you know, when other stresses are happening. And I find it interesting that people, like, when they're struggling in other areas of life, they will, that even consideration of what they're doing will drop the thing. The first thing that drops is probably the first thing that needs to happen double, like twice the time. Yeah. And that, like, even that, that meditation quote of 
someone that says I don't have time for 20 minutes of meditation is the person that needs an hour of meditation a day because they're so highly strung or they're so time poor. But the idea that you are struggling and you go, well, I don't have time to exercise because all these other fires are burning. Yeah. It's the time where you're like, actually, that absolutely has to be put in place first as a first priority because then the rest will take care of or well, it'll be you're much, you're much closer to take care of the rest if that box is ticked. Yeah. Um, but I can definitely resonate with the idea that, well, my inclination when the house is on fire isn't to go and exercise. Yeah. It's to get a hose and put it out. That's so, probably how I put out my fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair play. Yeah, yeah. And that's 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 amazing, right, to be able. And then I think I think that's that's what happens. Yeah. You get clarity, you get mm. strength, you get it, chemicals. Yeah, all the endorphins <laughs> and all of that. Uh, and helps. It really helps. Yeah. Um, so I think there's there's a lot of merit to that. Um, and I guess going into the new year, it's just a reminder to be able to say, look, make sure you do that. Make sure people don't forget when the house is on fire, don't forget to neglect that area of yeah. the area of your life because that's there's a lot of research to suggest that that's so critical to yeah. to help the rest of it. For sure, yeah. You know, like. I just meant think, to move. Yeah, yeah. And I just think of like There's the physio coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Finally. Twenty years of twenty years of clinical practice. That's what we you get. get. Something. <laughs> but you know, I think of I think of Nick uh, Quinn, my best mate, who when he's got high level stress at work, self exercise exercise, physical exercise is the first thing that goes. And yeah. that, then that perpetuates the the down spiral, the difficulty, the the stress, the all of it, because he hasn't been able to um, to move. Yeah. Whereas if you said, well, if, if I'm, if you promised to yourself or forced it, that if you're in a really stressful environment, a stressful situation with any area of your life, almost double yeah. the physical, I think that you get a lot out of that. Yeah. The fires would be a lot smaller potentially. Yeah. Um, but I think like the barrier to, to get to that stage of moving, there's no barrier for me. Sure. Cause yeah, th- yeah. that's habit. Yeah. Yeah, um, but what I've found as well on that, I like just walking. Yeah. It's beautiful, right? It's a really nice thing to do and helps the soul as well. And people who, you know, just put a pair of shoes on and go for a walk or go to the beach. Not alongside the highway. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Maybe some nature. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but no, no, I think that's, I think that's a, great, a great takeaway. Finally, spiritual. It's the last area of life. So it's about finding it's, 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 connection to something. Yes, hundred percent. I mean, so. Whatever that looks like, like religion, I think is just one of the things that could potentially be right. And it almost you need to have faith in something, or I can see why religion is so popular because it it offers that and it offers community. Oh, exactly. I think for me, like I don't know, like my higher connection is to I guess earth yeah. and nature. Yeah, it's not to a higher being. Sure. Yeah. Um, the spirituality is within, the, within nature. Yeah. yeah. If you look at the seven elements of life, it's probably the one that I neglect the most. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe that's a flaw in my personality. <laughs> no, no. no <laughs> I think solve some things. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of, and I take this from, from Jordan Peterson, This the idea of you need something that's bigger than you to believe in. And he he postulates that there's no bigger 
idea than to believe in the truth and to follow that path and to say, well, I have faith that if I follow the truth, if and he says it, that you've got to know the truth, right? Mm-hmm. Which is not, which is not nothing. What is your truth? The, I think that the truth needs to be that that people are good. Yeah. And that, but for, to follow your truth, right? Yeah. And to, which isn't easy, right? Which is uncomfortable conversations. It's uncomfortable decisions. It's, yeah. But the idea of having faith in that path faith in that journey to go, I will follow my truth no matter what the consequences are. Yeah. Because the alternative is not the answer. The alternative is horrific by not doing it. So I like that as a concept of faith, to have faith in the truth and to follow that uh, unconditionally. Yeah. Gives you, I think, gives you a lot of purpose, a lot of direction. Difficult sometimes when you don't know what the truth is within yourself. Oh, for sure. Because it's not that easy. No. You can say don't lie. That's easier because yeah. you know what a lie is. Yeah. In terms of whatever decision you have to make in life. Yeah. You know, do you want the meat pie for lunch? You know you don't, you don't want that, but you're going to say yes because everyone else is having one. That as a small example, right, to go, yeah. no, I don't want a meat pie for lunch. That's my truth. Yeah. I guess my truth is that we're all in this together. We're all here at this point in time on, this, on the earth. Mm. We might as well enjoy our life. Yeah. And then with those seven areas, you did mention like spiritual is one that you don't focus. So it's not equal attention, right? There's, no. I think the seven – so the seven areas, what's that? Oh, 16, 16, no, 15% per area if you were to evenly – Oh, okay. Evenly this distribute your energy. Right? You yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Horribly rounded down or up, I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, if you were like, okay, these are seven areas. Yeah. Let's make sure we put equal energy into each. It's not that simple. No. And that will ebb and flow as well. Yeah, there's never the, balance, right? Never balance. So then how do we how do we make sure that they're all humming along with momentum? Do they all have to be humming along with momentum? <laughs> no, I guess not. And I guess it's the priority that you put on each of them. Yeah. But the theory is that they're all seven very important aspects of your own life. Yeah. I guess if, you know, if you want to go off and do a Buddhist retreat because you want to elevate your spiritual side, you go and do that. Yeah. If you want to go do an Ironman because you want to elevate your physical side, it's probably not going to help your financial side. <laughs> <laughs> or your family side. <laughs> your family side, your marriage. Or social or social. anything else. <laughs> Exactly. But God, you physically, physically, you'll be top notch. Mint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that, that is that is part of it, right? In terms of finding a, an agreeable balance. Yeah. Because it's all compromise. It is all compromise. Where if you've got seven buckets and you are putting the energy, you only got one hundred percent energy to to distribute by not putting it by choosing to not put it into some other bucket, you're choosing not. Yeah, something is missing, and that is an active choice. It, uh, yeah, I guess it is. You can't, you can't otherwise. But here's a concept. Right. Like, I guess you look at the physical side, you know, spiritual Zen side, social side. What else do we have? Family side. Work. Work. Self. Yeah. They all end up as producing like hormones and chemicals within your body that are potentially very similar. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So from a biology standpoint, 
Yeah, but isn't it the case that the input? Isn't it the case though that by compromising the buckets by leaving them out will also bring in the negative chemicals? So you're trying to, mm. on a biological level, you're trying to figure out the best combination of energy distribution. Yeah, you are. So that but there's more they... positive chemicals than negative. Yeah, yeah. Right? But I don't think all the buckets need to be no, except equal. That. But maybe the ability to be self-aware enough to take stock on a regular basis. Yeah. However regular that needs to be to make sure that the positive chemicals are outweighing the negative. For sure. Because of the choices you're making to prioritise some of the areas of life over others. Yes. I mean, if you're so focused on wealth, you neglect physical, you yeah. neglect the spiritual. Definitely. You get, you get the dopamine hits and the and the... The good chemicals from finding that wealth. Yeah. But the cost is going to be higher than yeah. that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so the end point is health, right? Yep. Are you sure? Yeah, I am. How do you define that? Physically, you mean? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Mental, spiritual, you know, just how you function as a human being. Health. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it is that mental, Yeah. physical, yeah, spiritual. Yeah. Mm. What makes you up as a person? Yeah. That's what you're trying to achieve. Health in that whole concept, yeah. not not what's your blood pressure. Yeah. Because yeah. what's the point of having great blood pressure if you absolutely hate yourself or you have no social interaction or you're, you know, you can't afford rent or, you know, what's the point of having great blood yeah. pressure if that's the situation? Yeah. I guess I guess it's hard to separate it, separate everything out. Yeah. Like I just think that you know, Humans are so complex at the end of the day, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you have that complexity and with... You can't attribute one thing to... But you, you have that complexity and you mix it in into an environment which is endurance, which is challenging, which is life is hard. Yes. You know, it's, a, it's an endurance event, right, in terms of you're up against struggles all of the time. Yeah. And then you add in the complexity of what it is to be a human. And then you just laugh at yourself because <laughs> you're, 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 right. you're in a basement recording a <laughs> podcast that four people listen to. It's good. <laughs> Postulating on huge concepts about nihilism and the value of, of our species. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you know this is where it was going to go? Not at no. all. I feel like I, I prefer the first hour that we talked about. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm disappointed. No, it was good. You. It was really good. I loved it. Um, yes, it was great. All right, before you go, and I actually, I don't. You listen to the show, so you might know the five. I do. Fast, fast <laughs> questions. Uh, the number one tip for people wanting to be more successful in their life, Heidi Salby. Mm, get out of your own way. Oh, that's good. How do we do that? I'm writing notes. <laughs> <laughs> Please, tell please, yourself please often. Tell me. <laughs> Pull yourself up. <laughs> yep. Get out of your own way to be more successful. Yeah, for sure. If you think about all the times that you've struggled, a lot of the time it's just you standing in front of you, blocking yourself. Is that, is that from a place of protection or like self-preservation? Yeah. Yeah. For the yeah. unknown. Yeah. Yeah. Fear of the unknown, fear of people's opinion. Number one tip for people wanting to be more happy in their life. Find out what lights you up. Yeah. Chase that. That was your answer to 
the journey of self as well. Yeah. Yeah. I find that a lovely destination or a lovely focus point. I, I think there must be a lot of people out there that struggle to find that though. Because mm. it's a beautiful path to be on when you're when you found yeah. it and you're like, oh man, this is everything, right? It's purposeful. It's it's valuable. It's I just love it. Every yeah. step of it. It's not easy, but no, we're on the path. Yeah, you gotta um, have a stable base. I think. Yes. Yeah. F- to launch from. Yeah. What's work in that? How do we get a stable base? Well, I'm just talking about basic human necessities. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you know. Yeah. You c- probably can't do that if you're homeless on the street. No, sure. But I think there's an element of having, before you can launch hard at anything, you've got to have that stability probably in a lot of those areas of your life that we just talked about. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's hard to be on the path to greatness or, you know, being ultimately happy if you're lacking, you know, neglectfully lacking in a lot of those areas of life. Yeah. To find that stability. Yeah. Um, but all right. And then uh, number one book, most gifted or recommended? I see Atomic Habits up on the shelf mm-hmm. that I gifted to you. Yep. <laughs> no, so I actually it. don't. Oh, look, I, there would not be one book that I would routinely choose to give okay. to people because I sort of try and, because I love learning, I try and pair books with people. Cute. Yeah. And go, oh, actually, I think you're going to get something out of this. So I can tell you my list of books that I gave away for Christmas. Okay. Um, the first one was The Wolf You Feed, which um, is Wayne, ben- Wayne Bennett's story. Yep. So Happiest Man on Earth, Eddie Jacker. Yep. The Wim Hof Method. Mm-hmm. And The Barefoot Investor. Always nonfiction. <laughs> yeah. And if I could gift everyone to, like, go to PubMed and just (laughs) (laughs) spend hours hours in rabbit holes there, I would do that because I love it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, okay. Peer-reviewed, some sort of... That's me, non-fiction. Yeah. You don't even know there was a fiction section in the library? No. (laughs) Certainly not in your adolescence. Uh, Most influential person in your life, Hudson? Husband. Mm. Yeah. Unconditionally believes in me. Even when I don't believe in myself. That's a trait. That's an asset, such an asset. Yeah. To have that, yeah, to have that unconditional belief. Yeah. And, and, un- and unconditional love, right, that follows that. Yeah. And a bloody good human. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I accept that answer. <laughs> <laughs> He'll listen to this. So you probably oh, shouldn't. <laughs> um, all right. And then. Uh, the guest, this has been, this has been a treat and I appreciate it. Um, a guest, famous or not, that mm. you think we should have on the show? I thought about this one. Mm. Mm. I thought Jenny Alcorn. Um, I don't know if you know of her. She's a triathlon coach, triathlon coach on the Gold Coast. Um, she's in her 60s now. Um, she coached people like... Mackenzie, Emma Snowzel, Ashley Gentle. She's coached hundreds of people and influenced hundreds of lives. Um, and unfortunately, she has aggressive brain cancer. And a few weeks ago, they held a run for her on the Gold Coast and over 500 people turned up. Wow. And it was just come and support Jen. Yeah. But blew my mind that one person could draw such a crowd yeah. of people that love her and support her 
and I just think she would have an amazing story to tell. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. I'll have to get her up on the Gold Coast. Maybe. We'll right. figure it out. You work it out. We'll work it out. Same. But yeah. Heidi, that's thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. It's been a two hour recording, but <laughs> only half of it is to be released apparently. But yeah, it's been lovely. And thank you for being in my life and being part of my circle. I appreciate it. I think there's some people that you gravitate towards. And yeah, I love conversations with you. Rich. <laughs> well, here's to many more. Yes. Thanks, Rich. Thank you, mate. Well, I hope you enjoyed that chat with Heidi Salby. So many key takeaways, I think, taking us into the new year as well. There was a storm, a really big storm happening outside, if you heard that through the recording. But, uh, yeah, if you really enjoyed that episode, I guess, tell your local meteorologist. And until next time, peace. Thank you.